Welcome back and Happy New Year, Vaulters. This is JB. Hey, and this is The Worst Boy, and I'm going to refer to myself as that and only that from now on. It's Eddie, and we are back inside the video vault. Uh, Happy New Year, sir. Hey, same. All right. You, and you, and you, and all of you at home. All right, so this is our first episode of 2018. Uh, Did you have a good holiday season? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Um, Saw Star Wars a bunch? Saw Star Wars a bunch, yes, uh, and uh, drank a bit for New Year's, and uh, really New Year's is more of my holiday. Christmas is okay, but uh, in Christmas I had a little bit of fun, but New Year's was was a better holiday. For sure. Yeah. All right, so um, we're going to start this episode off on a little more of a serious note. Um, I'm going to include a trigger warning just in case, um, because Eddie decided that for the first episode of 2018, we are going to review Get Out. That's right. We're going to do Get Out. That's right. And the trigger warning for all you white people out there, for all us black people, this is the episode of the year. (laughs) All right? So trigger warning if you are uh, a liberal white person from Connecticut, uh, dope ass warming if you are from Harlem and or the Bronx. All right, great, cool. Enjoy. Right, so before we get in, um, we have quite a few people who are able to guess the episode because um, I put a what I thought was going to be a hard to place picture. <laughs> Just shout out first of all to Josh Sanchez for getting it right. It's fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out to Josh Sanchez. Shout out to Doug Pingree. Caleb Bailey, who we had on a couple of wrestling episodes, Matt Harvey, who writes our theme music. So shout out to him and shout out to I got to make sure I pronounce this right. My coworker at CBS Sports, Stan Krapovitsky. Stan, uh, message us if Josh got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, he'll hear this tomorrow. Then he'll he'll probably be impressed with that because I'm pretty sure I, I just I just nailed that uh, pronunciation. <laughs> but if you didn't. <laughs> You didn't. All right, <laughs> so you know. getting into the movie, oddly enough, this was nominated uh, at the Golden Globes as a comedy. Yeah, but it's uh, not. It's a documentary. It's a horror movie. No, it's a documentary. This is a literal tweet that Jordan Peele sent out once. <laughs> he was like, it's not a comedy, it's a yeah, documentary. That, that's the other crazy part. Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, Mad TV, someone who I have... If, if we're playing six degrees of Jordan Peele, I'm probably degree number ten, and even that's being generous. Because I went to this school for preschool through sixth grade. Jordan Peele went to that same school and was several years ahead of me. We saw each other in passing a bunch, talked a little bit now and then. Uh, us little kids always knew him as the guy who could do the Animaniacs impressions. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, he is talented. Yeah, he was very hipstery back then, too. I mean, he is. He's, he kind of looks like a hipster, too. Uh, I mean, his glasses are the hipster as hell. Well, he also had like a, hip, like a hipster goatee when he was in high school. <laughs> Anyway, so the the premise of the movie is that a, a young black man is dating a beautiful young white girl, goes to meet her parents for the first time at this creepy-ass house in, in the country. Um, Eddie, I'm going to let you steer the discussion here because you are a black man who has dated a white girl. How accurate is this movie? Oh, when this movie came out, I had broken up with my girlfriend uh, for the first time. This is the second time I've, uh, we are currently broken up again for good. <laughs> Um, but the first time, uh, we had broken up, uh, a week earlier, or maybe two weeks earlier, she was like, oh, you should go to the farm, my family's farm, uh, out in South Carolina. Oh, jeez. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. And I broke up. We broke up, like, the day this movie came out, and I saw this movie and was like, yo, your boy just dodged a bullet. (laughs) Um, and I don't mean to be a dick about that, but yeah, it's just... 
You know, it's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, like, super accurate because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that's like, yo, but um, just a lot of uh, the conversations that you end up having with, like, Daddy-O or, you know, the mom. The mom always tries, like, especially, you know, I've dated a couple white girls in my life. Every time I met a parent, it's always, like, the mom is always, like, kind of the more understanding of the two. Like, uh, Jerome, you're being kind of, like, you know, over the top. And, you know, you will hear the dad literally say... I've heard that line before. Um, oh, yeah, I would have voted for Barack Obama the third term. Like, that happens so often in my life, personally, uh, anytime I uh, date a white girl. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's a race thing, but it's just, like, those little, like, it's, like, those little, like, misunderstandings are very true. Um, and I think that is very true because, you know, Jordan Peele is married to a white woman. Um, yeah, Chelsea Peretti from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right. And, um, you know, he has dated his fair share of white girls. And these are just things that he probably has also experienced multiple times. In his life, um, just, you know, and it's not just dating. It's just, you know, you just meet parents of, of somebody who's white, you know, who's not of your generation. And you see that they're trying to, like, you know, trying to be hip. They're trying to be cool, you know. And uh, and it gets, it gets, uh, it, get, it can be a little awkward, but you laugh it off because, you know, you're like, oh, they're trying. You know, they're trying. Uh, it's better than the other <laughs> thing, you know, which is just, uh, get off my porch, you boy. Like, that type of thing. So, um... That has happened uh, to me as well. So, you know, uh, it's not, I, I, I'm more, you know, you're going to find, uh, you're more likely to be a little bit more forgiving about, you know, a little bit of those microaggressions uh, than you are about, or just those misunderstandings or those, like, dorky moments than you are about, like, you know, the other stuff right. that could happen in this country. Yeah, because I, uh, I have never dated a black girl, being uh, the whitest of white boys. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're definitely right how the mom is definitely the more, you know, rational, level-headed type. And, yeah. And oddly enough, somewhat more intimidating. Yes, it is. It does get a little bit more because the dad's a dork. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the dad is played by Bradley Whitford, who, you know, Josh... Li- yeah, Josh Lyman from West Wing. Yes. Um, Eric from Billy Madison. All right. Yeah, and a, a bunch of other stuff. And he's just playing, you know, the embarrassing dad down to a T. He's like, hey, get in here, man. We're huggers here. Yeah, we're huggers, uh, which is still very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like, yo, what up? I am not a hugger. I'm not really a hugger either. Yeah. It's like, yo, what up, my mans? Like, I've had I've had my mans, yo, what up, fam? Uh, oh, said God. to me a bunch by older white guys. Um, and again, you know, it's just like... You know, it's like that's embarrassing for everybody involved. Um, but you know, yeah. it's just what happens when you get older. Um, you know, you try to be hip and cool, and hip and cool sometimes means that you gotta like you learn a little bit about black culture, and you're like, all right, you know, <laughs> I gets it. Yo, give me the some guy, love. The guy hears one Jay Z song. Yeah, give me some love, man. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. God. My, my uncle Glenn is that guy because uh, as I remember when I was in high school, my uncle Glenn at this point would have been. In his early 40s, mm-hmm. his favorite song was, back then at least, I don't know if it is now, was H to the Izzo. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's weird. And now, like, now, I'm going to show you a picture of my Uncle Glenn right now. Okay. And, like, to, just imagine this guy, like, rocking out in his car circa 2002 to H to the, H to the Izzo. Okay. So, if my phone would would, uh, would behave. All right. So, while Josh is doing that, we'll move on around the plot. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we got this guy. Um, There's my Uncle Glenn right there. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. That's an old guy. Uncle Glenn, if you're listening, I love you. That isn't meant as a diss, but yeah, you're... That that was weird. 
So we got Chris, played by Daniel Quagla. Um, Kaluuya. Kaluuya, sorry. I got him confused with another... Uh, with, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So, so uh, yeah, because for me, I, I was confusing him, confusing Daniel Kaluuya with uh, David Oyelowo, or Oleowo. I, I uh, yeah. The guy the guy from Selma and Interstellar. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. yeah, I uh, have it again in my head, because at one point I, I was saying Caligula, uh... Like the Roman Emperor, and yeah, have that stuck in my head. So maybe we'll maybe we'll review that at some point if we do a bad movie month. Yeah, uh, uh, well, it's not a bad movie; it's just very raunchy. Anyway, so we got Chris. Uh, he's traveling into upstate New York. No, no, no. It's um, uh, I think Northern California. No, it's upstate New York, my dude. Are you? Hold on. Let's look. Let me look this up. It's not Northern California. It starts off in Brooklyn, and they drive. Does yeah. it? Yeah, that's Williamsburg. It starts off with. Hold on. Yeah. All right, it, does, it doesn't specify in the plot, but here let's look. Let's look where it's, they shot it's, this. It's either it's either upstate New York. I've always thought it was upstate New York. They never exactly say, but it's definitely the Northeast for sure. So it's either upstate New York or it's content- Connecticut someplace. But it's a drive. It's not a uh, filmed in Alabama. Well, no one said that was correct. Anyway, yeah. So they're going upstate, or they're going you know down the country road. And it starts off... Here, oh, wait, hold on, because she says Lake Ponico. And that's at the Pocantico, Westchester yeah. County. All right, all right. Yeah, they're driving from Brooklyn. They're not going to Northern, not going to Northern California. Anyway, so um, they're driving, and they do get stopped by the cops. Uh, or rather, they hit a deer. Yeah, um, what was the point of them hitting the deer? Um, so there, that, like, it never, it never circles back. It does, that. it does. Uh, the father is racist against deers. And the deer is what killed... Oh, well, now I don't have to... And second of all, how did his mom die? Oh, okay. Well, now I'm spoiling oh, things. Oh, a hit and run. A hit and run, So yeah. he is traumatized by hit and runs, which is also comes back a little later on when he, okay. instead of giving... When he hits the grandmother, uh, instead right. of leaving her behind, instead of leaving yeah. her behind, he goes back. Hey, look... We're, we're, we're going to try to, like... I'm going to say this right now. Let's try not to give away spoilers, because this movie is still fairly new. Yes. Like, the, it's, it's, like, less than a year old. Everyone should have seen it by now, but it's still, like, got enough of a buzz going on that there are probably enough people who still haven't seen it. But the, I didn't see it for the first time until this week. Yeah, but the deer so. the deer comes back a bunch. Um, yeah. It's just, like, subtle. It's very subtle. And that's the thing about this movie is the pacing. Um, you know, Jordan Peele is a comedian, but the thing, difference between, and he said this multiple times, the difference between com- comedy and horror are the same in that it's just pacing. Yeah. All it is is good pacing. It's not, it doesn't, just because the subject matter is different doesn't mean that, you know... You can't. It, and, you got to pace yourself. And even horror needs to have the comic relief. I mean, because because um, we saw it through Halloween month. I mean, the Universal horror pictures they had <laughs> Dwight Fry um, with the um, uh, what? God, uh, what else did we review? Jeez. Uh, either way, the, the the point is horror has um, needs to have some comedy as well. Yes. Just because otherwise you're gonna have people throwing up the movie theater, and then it's not horror; it's torture porn. Yes. Which is uh, 19, uh, the 2001s, really, with Saw. Um, yeah. So, now at this point... Oh, yeah, speaking of comedy, so now you have Rodney. Uh, the Rodney, the, Rodney. The, yeah, um, Chris's best friend who works at the airport. That's right. Kind of like... Because the, 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 the actor, uh, Lil, Lil Rel Howery. Yeah, Lil Rel Howery. Kind of like a poor man's Anthony Anderson. He was... I love the movie as a whole, but he, he was definitely my favorite character. He's everybody's favorite character. Yeah. On... on, on 
you know, he, he just kind of gets it. Like, yeah. he says from the very beginning, he's like, yo, what I say about going to a white girl's house? Like, <laughs> his parents' house. And then he's like, he's adamant. He's, he's, his, his point of view does not change in the movie. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, you know, especially growing up in, like, uh, you know, the black guy in this country, um, I'm always like, Man, I would I would not move to the suburbs. Like I would not I would not deal with that. Um, fuck that. Uh, because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy shit. You know, it, no jo- no joke. Whenever I hear about like the craziest of the craziest stuff, it's never like New York City. There will be some crazy things that happen, and you'll have abuses, and you'll have those. But like when you go, like you hear about the, shit, the stuff that goes on in the countryside, you're like, oh. That's some that's some that's some dumb stuff. I'm not doing I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, you're, you're, if, if you look at all like the the royally uh, messed up crimes that happen in the world in the United States especially, it's mostly in the suburbs. It's like of an uh, like on the outskirts of a city. Yeah, usually when I get, you know, like if it happened in the city, I get shot and I die. I get shot. I could just be like, "Well, I got shot. My bad." But like if, you know, I'm not getting Texas Chainsaw Massacred, you know, I mean, I'm not having, like, that type of stuff, like, oh, we're gonna, like, hang you up uh, for, like, 15 days and then, like, chainsaw your flesh off one by one. Like, it's like, that's ridiculous, <laughs> nothing. But that type of stuff that happens in the countryside, and that's why I don't like leaving the city. Or if I'm going to the city, I'm going to another city. Um, <laughs> but there's some, because there's some wackos, man. It's like, you know, there's some crazy yeah. stuff that happens in the city, but there's some really whacked out stuff that happens out there. It's, but the isolation, isolation is the, the worst The isolation thing is bad. And and where I where I live, like some make, could make the argue, oh, you're like on this on the border of the suburbs. Yeah, you you could so, argue that, but you still have Yonkers, and Yonkers yeah. is the city, so it's it's, right. it's a little. It's the it's the in between. It's like if you were on the border of Yonkers, then it'd be like, oh boy. Yeah, like, I don't want no part of this. Like if you if I can't walk to something, then I don't like being there. Does that make sense? Like if I can't be like. <clears throat> Like if I like if I'm if there's like no roads then like what are we doing here like yeah. why, why are we here Yeah and so they 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 hit this deer um, Rose calls the cops while Chris goes to make sure the deer's okay it's it's really hurt badly in the woods Cop all of a sudden asks uh, Chris for his ID even though he doesn't really need to and Oh he's not he, driving Yeah he wasn't driving Oh and show the the deer Rose Rose makes a stink Cop goes away. They show up at the house where you see Bradley Whitford. He's doing the whole dorky dad thing. And the mom, Catherine Keener, probably, for my money, one of the most underrated actresses there is. Yeah, I could say Because, I mean, she was in 40-Year-Old Virgin, being John Malkovich. Uh, Death to Smoochie. I mean, she's it, she's so good in everything she does. And this, she's just so kind, she's so quiet and reserved. And that's where she gets you, because she's... She's so, like, because you mentioned the mother being the rational one. She, she's so rational and just sort of has that naturally nurturing voice as the psychotherapist. Right. When really she's the fucked up one of the duo. I mean, they're both fucked up. They're all fucked up. I mean, I yeah. think the most fucked up is definitely Allison Williams' character, but we'll get to that at some point later. Yeah. Oh, and the brother, too. Yeah, well, the brother is just the brother. brother he, the he, brother is literally just the m- masculine. It is, like, over, over, over... Reach it or um, were you saying toxic masculinity or no, not toxic. I mean, it's toxic, but it's like not. It's more like he is just so obviously um, uh, compensating. Like he's so obviously trying to compensate for like what he yeah. presents to be a lack of, you know, um, like just a lack of. Uh, I guess you could say lack of masculinity. Like he thinks that he. 
is missing something in his life. Like he he wants to be he he's like he's you know what he is? He's like um he's like that rich white kid that grew that wants to be like hood as shit, you know? So he'll like drop he'll like drop the N word and he'll be like you know, in order like around his friends in order to look cool, but the moment like a black guy shows up, he starts like freaking out. We all know that type of guy who yeah. like thinks that he's really cool and so like he's in the hood and then suddenly he's like Suddenly feels like there's something missing in his life, uh, like that he's, his masculinity is being challenged. Literally, his character feels challenged by Chris, who hasn't even done anything. But suddenly, he feels like he has to prove his masculinity to him. Yeah, and um, and and there, there's definitely some sort of incest going on between the brother and the sister, uh, yeah. Rose and. I mean, you can you can insinuate that. Yeah. Also, my favorite thing, great joke. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell that yet. I'm not going to say that yet. Just say it. Uh, Alison Williams' character, you ever know, did you notice the way she eats cereal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like eating, the, eating like the one fruit a little bit at a time with a the, with the sip of milk. Yeah, well, that's because she likes to keep the whites, the colors separate. Oh. Oh, my God. How am I, I'm, how did I not see that? It's a pretty, it's, it, there's a lot of subtleties in this wow. movie, too. Okay. That's why, like, we can't, it's hard to talk about this movie. Because you have to watch the movie about four or five times. Because um, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different like symbolism. Um, well, I'm I'm movies. of the belief that if that if you like a movie enough that you watch it several times, you always notice something different each time. Completely, this movie has like there's like a there's like one or two things that you'll miss every time you watch it. Like I've watched this movie multiple multiple times uh, just from working at the movie theater, and also I just like this movie. There's enough in this movie that if you watch it about three or four times and just go on Twitter. And look up, get out on Twitter. Somebody will probably catch something that you didn't catch the last yeah. time. So I've watched this movie about four or five times. I've learned that fact about Allison Williams and the and the milk and the you know from Twitter. And I was like, there's no way that's incorrect. Or just the you know like just certain things about it you find out just because somebody on Twitter was watching it. And it's usually like black people on Twitter are the ones like black people on Twitter catch that shit immediately. They're like, yo, this girl does that shit because of this. It's Eddie like, plugging black Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. A round of applause. Black Twitter's great. Black yeah. Twitter's my shit. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? All right, cool. <laughs> One of my cats is on the bed. Anyway. Um, but yeah, but then um, he's... Chris, I'm talking about, he, you know, he falls asleep in the bed, wakes up to you know, sneak a, sneak a smoke. Oh, yeah, because he's a smoker, and everyone kind of gives him shit for it. Also, my favorite part, he smokes. <laughs> he smokes the Newports. All right, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Why do black people smoke menthols? Nobody knows. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Chappelle show. That's the first thing we're taught. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he sees one, like, the gardener just doing sprints around, around the property, goes out to sneak a smoke. Just kind of goes back in, gets hypnotized by the mom, and then the, this is where you see that iconic picture of Daniel Kaluuya just the kind of like standing there, <laughs> mouth wide open, tears streaming down his face. Gotta give the guy credit; he is he puts on a clinic in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's in the sunken place. Yeah, just like I mean, I've never been hypnotized before, but just to visually what they're trying to go for, just to the point where because because okay, you know what? First spoiler alert. This this couple, it's a neurosurgeon and psychotherapist. They hypnotize black people, to the and then they pretty much swap brains with prominent white people who want to be black. All right, well, you just spoiled that whole the twist. Yeah, it's uh it's the uh, invasion of the body snatchers, but with white people instead of aliens. Yeah, and and they do it to the point where there's still a piece of the young black man or lady 
yeah, they who's, keep... who's still aware, but they're just they're just kind of there watching everything go on. Yeah, whereas the white the white dude's brain is controlling everything else. Yeah, they can't remove that part or it will kill them. So they it'll yeah. just ruin the body. So they just get all the most important part out, and then they do and they do it because it's fashionable. They don't do it for any other reason. Yeah. Um, as as Stephen Root explains. Yeah. St- Stephen Root is one of those actors who. I want your boy. I want your eyes, boy. Yeah, because I, I, Stephen Root, you know, he he's Milton from The Office. He voices Bill on King of the Hill. Uh, he had a small part in No Country for Old Men. He, just one of those character actors who is so fantastic at what he does. Has one of those faces, just such prominent features. A picture of him is almost what I did on the um, when we were trying to guess the movie, um, or when all you Volters are trying to guess the movie, um, and he's just. He might have been like my second favorite character in the movie, just because he's got that oddly soothing voice where he's describing, "Here's everything we're gonna do to you, buddy," and he's just saying it so casually, as if he's you know describing what a pizza tastes like. Yeah. Um, and what sucks about that that whole character is that you know Chris looked up to him too, like his yeah. character. Chris looks up to him because they're both photographers. Yeah. I think oh, I no, no, he, he's a gallery. Dealer. He's a gallery, but he it's he owns a gallery now. But he was a photographer before he opened the gallery. That's that's yeah. the that's the same. Is that he yeah. has a gallery now in I assume Brooklyn, right, or in Manhattan? But he was a photographer and he loses his eyes. So yeah, that's, it's a degenerative disease. So now because yeah. he says it's ironic that like I'm a photographer who can't do it. Um, but it just sucks because that's the only person that Chris seems to like really relate to in the whole movie. Yeah. And then it turns out that he's kind of like the one of the worst of this whole. Situation. Yeah, because you said um, it's kind of like inva- it's invasion of the body snatchers, but kind of takes it to a whole new level. <coughs> and I feel that in doing that, it's kind of a revolutionary horror film. Because just imagine, like, like, let's take race out of the equation just for, just for a minute. I can't, but okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I, let's say that somebody black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever, saw your your comedy talent. Let's say. And then pretty much orchestrate a means to kidnap you and then have a procedure done against your will so that you're in this sunken place. You are like in this, you're able to see everything that's going on, but you have no control unless someone takes a flash photo of you. Right. And it, that's, that's a whole new kind of terrifying. Well, yeah, I mean, you because, know, because like- um, <clears throat> I was listening to, to Lore with Aaron Mankey recently and he said something about how one thing that we fear the most, especially about death, is that it's us finally losing control. And right. this movie, it you're losing control, but you're also still alive to the point where you have to watch yourself, watch this loss of control that you have. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, completely. Because I, I, I finished watching this last night, and I had to watch a couple episodes of The Simpsons just to be able to get to sleep. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love it. I think this movie's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Funny. Um, oh, this movie's hilarious. Oh, I, see, I, I say I can't see how it's a comedy. Oh, it's funny shit. Uh, I mean, there's so many moments of it being funny. I mean, also, I would like to say, the uh, just to point out, the catharsis at the end of the movie, I'm not going to spoil the ending at all, but the ending of the movie, I've never, I, you know, I work in a movie theater in Brooklyn, I've never seen black people get up and cheer at the end of a movie this hard. Like, people yeah. were cheering and yelling at the end of this movie because it's so fucking good. Yeah, because the, the ending that, um, the ending of the movie, I was not expecting it. I was expecting the polar opposite and the end, and never before have we seen an ending that is just like, not just, oh yay, uplifting. 
Oh, we gotta get the cat out. That's okay. my fiance, Caitlin, yeah, who's here to feed the cats. Hi. Say hi, Caitlin. Alright, come on, Nick. Alright. Um, no, completely. And also on top of that, um, in this movie, um, the last even just the last twenty minutes is just a phenomenal build up. Um, this movie has probably one of the like this movie's last twenty, maybe thirty minutes. The, the third is act just, is phenomenal. It's just like yeah, 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 like everything it's about action packed and it, it's like because the, the last 20 minutes, there's so little dialogue. There's, like, no. And, it, and it's, it's unnecessary. Because, um, like, it's one of those things where you could add, you know, the cheesy catchphrase here. But it's like, no, this guy has one goal. He wants to get out of this house. He is literally running for his life. And also, it's just it's just such a... I mean, it's just a... Overall, like, I mean, but there's so much about this movie that's just hilarious. I mean, there is... It's a subtle. I mean, it really is. The beauty of this movie is that, like, uh, you know, like Josh. Uh, no offense, Josh, no offense to anybody watching or anything or being black or white, but black people find this movie way funnier than white people because there's more of a relatability to it than anything else. And that, and that and that's entirely possible. You know, I remember watching this movie, and I was, you know, again, I work in a movie theater in Brooklyn, and I'm a server there. And uh, this older, I had to go dr- drop some beers off to this older white couple. And as I'm dropping the beers off, they go, "Oh my God, don't do that! You don't, you scared me!" And I was like. <sighs> You're the old white. Are you watching this movie? Are you wa- watching this movie? Are you watching? Because you're the bad guys here. Like you're the old white couple. I'm I'm the black guy, and you're scared of me. Okay, that's yeah. Fair. And but it just know. goes like this ending, and it just goes to the ending though, where you're you're expecting one thing, the opposite happened, and it's not only it's a happy ending, but it's also like there's that sense of relief for Chris. Oh yeah, I mean it's cathartic as hell. Yeah, um, it's great, and also. You know, there's a little, there's a lot of other stuff that happens. Like, you know, for example, in the very beginning of the movie, you know, like the cop shows up, right? And yeah. you think Alice Williams is doing that because she's a liberal and that she's like, no, like, why? why Leave my you? black boyfriend alone. But yeah. it's actually because if they run his ID, then she, then he's going to, then the cops are going to know when he goes missing that he was with Allison Williams the whole time. Yeah. So suddenly it's like even those type of things, like, you know, uh, so that's why the cops never, that's why that twist is so great at the end because you think... The cops have been looking for him this whole time, but really they have not. And Allison Williams, you have to give her credit, because I know that we knock the show Girls a lot, because, you know, Lena Dunham's the worst. Oh, Allison Williams is the reason why there's no black people. <laughs> she got she sent them all to be get out. Wait, wait, what? Allison Williams is the reason why there's no black people in Williamsburg in the TV show Girls, because <laughs> she sent them all to get get outed. <laughs> Come on, man. No, it's true. Did you tweet that? No. <laughs> Did somebody else tweet that? No, I made that up a long time ago. Okay, there you go. I think I Facebooked it a while ago. Uh, either, either way, I mean, because, you know, she's doing, you know, the crappy the crappy girls show. The show girls. I know it's a show for women. I really put my foot in my mouth there, didn't I? Um, but, yeah, she's on this show that's, you know, hit or miss with with some people. Then she does that bad version of Peter Pan Live. But here, she's really flexing her chops. Because you said she's probably the best character in the movie. I mean, I think I still think it's Catherine Keener, but Allison Williams certainly holds her own. And just as a movie, I mean, I guess the next question is, okay, Jordan Peele, he's got the sequel to Keanu coming out. Are we going to see more of stuff like this from him, or do you think this is a one-off? Me? Oh, um, I don't think there's going to be a sequel to Keanu. I know. Didn't it get greenlit? Uh, let me look that up really quick. Yeah, I, think, <clears throat> I think... Jordan Peele's really trying to, like, do, he's going to do more horror stuff, but he's not going to do another, like, Get Out. He's got, like, ideas. The man is, the man has been sitting on this for these movies for a while. Yeah, um, and hats off to Jordan Peele just because, you know, we saw him, you know, Mad TV, Key and Peele, just being this comedic goofball. 
Never, because when I saw when I saw several months back that he wrote and directed this, I just went, "Oh." <laughs> he said he hasn't been greenlit yet, but he said if we do Keanu too, I promise you there'll be twice as many deaths as there are in John Wick. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Anyway, though, so that is a. Uh, oh, by the way, what's that? Uh, Donald Glover. Oh yeah, Donald Glover coming up right now uh, with our closeout song. So um, overall, Get Out, phenomenal film. Uh, Great conversation about race that we just yeah had. I mean like we yeah because normally we just go through the movie a la the nostalgia critic or angry video game nerd start to finish but no this was a we had a good conversation with this movie we what I, we could do is we could circle back around a little bit after the you know after the Oscars and stuff and we could talk more about this movie as a movie this is mostly just I guess a way for I guess I'm just gonna say it this is a way for me to get people to watch Get Out more yeah because um, this movie needs to be watched. Yeah, uh, I missed it when it was in theaters. I I had to watch it last night. Um, the movie has a ninety nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It almost had a hundred, and then a racist guy came on and did a lit- like no joke on Rotten Tomatoes. He was like, "I don't like movies about black people," so he sent it down. It has a ninety nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, aside from one bad review. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, because I, if I reviewed stuff on Rotten Tomatoes, I would give it just the highest score possible. I mean, it's certainly not without flaws. I feel that in the second act drags on just a little bit. <coughs> um, and I feel that the concept is just a tiny bit far-fetched. But, but I guess that's also the point of a horror film. You're supposed to take things that don't make sense and make a good story out of them. This movie does that. Yeah, and also, it all everything builds up. I mean, it's all just build up until you get to... Um, like the second half of the second act, like it, well, all that build yeah. up is, is important. Um, now, now, do you see it being nominated for any Oscars? I think I think it's got a shot at best original guess, screenplay for sure. I guess it could get. I mean, because so uh, it could have a shot at best movie, um, best picture, yeah. best picture, best actor for sure. Yeah, for my, for my money, Catherine Keener should get nominated for best supporting actress. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the problem with Get Out is that it came out so early in the year. I think it's not really... I like, mean, so had Signs of the Lambs. That came out in January. That's a whole other thing, though, because, like, this year... Like, this year... Like, because that came out around... Be, be, that was, like, the rise of the Oscar season, was Silence of the Lambs. Like, the idea of, like, you gotta have your movie come out four months before the Oscars, so that way everybody remembers it. Yeah, but, yeah, but Silence of the Lambs came out a year before... A year or more before the Oscars it, it was nominated at. Is my point? No, no, no. I know. I'm saying is that yeah. it's like that that trend started in like the late '90s. Oh yeah, yes, you're absolutely right. Like, because I think yes. Forrest Gump came out like March. Uh, you know, it's like, but you know, uh, the saddest part about this movie it came out last February, or yeah, it came out last February. No, last no March. it came out in the uh, in the spring. It came out March because uh, I had I, was, I had a <laughs> breakup. Um, oh okay, yeah, and it. It uh, it's just gonna struggle because we all we all love like you know we like Get Out, but like then it doesn't get talked about and it gets talked about. And then right now we got four the four frontrunners all came out within a week of each other. You know what I mean? No, um, I feel you. And this movie is kind of an afterthought, uh, sadly. Um, and it's making money hand over fist, and it's still making a lot of money. Four and a half million dollar budget, box office right now over of a quarter billion dollars. Yeah, so, you know... Make that, that money, Jordan Peele. You know, there's that. And also, I don't really care if it wins any awards. I don't care. I, it's the, it's, it's yeah. the movie of the year for me. That's all that. Yeah. It's way better than... I mean, Lady Bird's also very good. I, I still need to see that. That's a really great movie. Yeah. 
Anyway. Those um, two movies. If you haven't watched either of those movies, you should watch Lady Bird and you should watch Get Out. Those are two movies that really yeah. define this year, in my opinion. Anyway. Three um, Billboards is terrible. Is it really? Not good. I mean, I still want to see it. I mean, you should, but it's terrible. Anyway, uh, that was Get Out. You can tell both of us will highly recommend it. Uh, you can find him on Twitter uh, at the Worst Boy. Dancing. You get it. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug? Nope. Find me. Oh, on Twitter. yes. Uh, this album. Oh, Awaken My Love. Awaken Charles My Gambino. Love, Charles Gambino, Redbone. All right. This is a good song. Uh, find me on Twitter at JB'sWorld3286. Like us, like us on Twitter. Follow us at VidVault Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Uh, shout out to Matt Harvey for the music. All the people who like the picture. Uh, this is JB. That's the worst boy. That's Eddie. Don't forget to lock up, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>